Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You know, as you look back over this game again, there's no way to avoid the fact that penalties, poor decision-making, and at times just lousy play have really infected this team and hurt this team. But when they put it together, there's elements of it that are so very good. You know, and I know a lot of people just want to sit and say, oh, you're, you're just, you know, trying to paint it as a, a happy picture or whatever. No, I mean, you look at it with realistic eyes and say either you did or didn't do the job at the moment. And right now there's not been enough of getting the job done at the moment as compared to not getting the job done. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, no, I, I mean. It's ridiculous. You go in a circle um, here, but the fact is, you you either do or you don't. That's it. Period. Well, and I think it, it's a dog chasing its tail right now, right? Ouch. <laughs> yep. You know, I mean, because you look at the stats in certain areas, and you're like, "Wow, how did this happen?" I mean, think about this: first downs, twelve to twenty-one, Steelers advantage. Right. Uh, third down efficiency, nine, nine of 19. nineteen. Yep. Versus three of nine. Now, say, in fairness, you know, there's a lot of that going towards the end of the game, Max. You got to talk well, well, about. Well, I know, I know, but but I mean, but but just think, but if we're looking at like from from that perspective, right? We watched the game, right? But when you look at the stat sheet, if you're just reading stats, you're like, how did this happen? And that's where the game plays itself out because if if if, if statistics and analysis, you know, analytics were the main driving factor for success, then you would you would think differently, but there's the human element. That's why we play games. That's why we don't have That's it right. simulated, right? That's why there's human beings involved in this game and not robots, right? Because you can't you can't uh, you can't quantify or measure human spirit 
and chemistry. Nobody has been able to master that. And that's what I think is the big factor is the biggest thing you look at when you look at all of that is chemistry. Coach Tomlin spoke to that. We heard that clip the previous segment, right? It's every, every time we did something good, penalties stifled the, the flow, the chemistry of the game, and it just continually infected them. Both teams had 10 penalties, but there were 20 flags that were accepted in this game. Right. And the Steelers had less penalty yards than the opponent. Yeah. <laughs> so you look at that and you're just like, what ha- it's they're right on the cusp of putting it all together. And that's where I'm not trying to I'm not a homer. I'm not I'm not sitting there playing bias, but at the same time I'm trying to keep it in a realistic, rational thought here, is that it is it is something that we have to take Ben at his word when he said it before the season. This is going to take time. <laughs> we are only three games into this. He said it at the beginning of the year, so then why are we sitting here upset and pointing the Oh, it's not happening fast enough. Microwave, microwave, microwave. No, sometimes you got you gotta sit and watch it. Is the cooker at two seventy five? Okay, let's back it down to two fifty. This has to last. We have to get a 12-hour smoke on this. We can't zap it. <laughs> you can't zap it because when you zap stuff, you fry it, and it dries out. And then it's no, it's no good to eat by the end of the year, by, by the end of it. You know, you. So, it's true. Yeah. 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 I mean, so go ahead. Yeah. Finish what. Well, here's so, the thing so, I want you to go to because all, yeah. when we talked off air, you know, a lot of people. Are getting first of all, they're 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 prioritizing the offensive line, and and they're you know this is where the blame lies, and I I I was you know we were talking about it, and we started to remember back oh was it, oh five oh eight somewhere in there, uh, two thousand eight season oh yes two thousand eight yeah. season thank you so very much, and yeah. there there seemed to be a little bit of a problem with the offensive line back then, and you were kind of taking me through the, the whole process and how that worst offensive line became the best offensive line through the process of elimination. Yeah, no, we, I, I remember week after week, and I'm sure a lot of fans out there can remember, they hated our offensive line. We were the worst offensive line graded by the media week in and week out that year. And no matter how bad they would rank us throughout the season, we still overcame it. In the playoffs – Back when there were still six teams in the playoff. Now we have seven. Hmm. So we were ranked the 12th best offensive line out of 12 teams. Get through that first week. They were ranked eighth best offensive line out of eight. Then we get we get to the final round. We're the fourth best offensive line that's left. And then we get in the Super Bowl, and we're the second best offensive line. And guess what? When it, when it hit zeros in the fourth quarter – and we're hoisting the Lombardi, it proved that we were the best <laughs> offensive line. How do you like me now, baby? <laughs> exactly. So so, so you go through these troughs and these valleys, but you have to stay the course because it takes time. I wasn't even a, a full-time starter that year, Wolf. I came in after week five. Right. Because Marvell got injured. And then Darnell Stapleton right. came in for Kendall Simmons in, like, week three. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, no, this line can't do it. It can be done. It can be done. 1975, didn't the team go 0-3 before they went on to their tear? I believe so. So, so 
This is not uncommon territory for Steelers history. It's not the way you want it as a fan. You want to go 17-0. and You want to go undefeated and perfect. But the last team to do that was in 1972. And then the only and Mercury one. Mercury <laughs> Morris is still popping bottles <laughs> to this day. Exactly. So, so we, we, we're in this hyper-reactive moment, but history tells us a different story. Historically, it doesn't matter where you're at right now. It's how you ascend. Talk to me November, December. Because teams on the rise in November, December, guess what? They normally win Super Bowl. No, that's, not the teams not, yep. not the teams that peak in September. Right. You got to play yeah, your Earth, best ball at the end of the year. Loves September, <laughs> but Lombardi <laughs> loves teams in November, December, <laughs> January, and February. The winter months. That's when you make a difference. So create your identity right now. This is the identity phase of your team. They're go- now the Steelers are going through an identity crisis right now, trying to figure out who they are. But that's when you start making your team. Let's see how it how it continually unravels I before always, we get hyper reactive. I always say it's the adversity that that seals the team. That's what happens. You go through those fires. All right, let's go back to the phones. We got Ed in Cleveland across enemy lines. Ed, you're in the locker room. Hey guys, you know, good morning. You know, I don't know how good it is, but you know, we'll just say we'll it's morning. Morning. Hey, hey, hey Ed, morning, you're man. breathing, baby. Yeah. You're breathing. Yeah, We're, it's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just, I, I just got like uh, this one word. It's got five letters in it. It is befitting for the week up. R E L A X. Relax, guys. We're playing Green Bay. We, when we played Buffalo, just like I told Jacob, when we played Buffalo, nobody had a seat in Buffalo. But, you know, the team that I've seen play against Buffalo, the team that I've seen play in the first half of the Raiders game is, is not the same team that I've seen play after T.J. Watt got hurt in that second half of the, the, the Raiders game and then yesterday. T.J. makes all the difference on our defense. He makes every, all the parts move. We're getting Stephon back. Yeah, our offensive line's horrible. Ben made a couple bad decisions. This is going to happen, guys, in the 17-game season. Uh I, I don't have, like, all this paperwork like I normally prepare for you guys. Listen, I just want everybody out there to relax. Let's let the season play out. We're one game under 500. Worst-case scenario, we're, we're one game behind everybody who's in first place. We don't look good. But you know what? We're going to be okay. I just say relax and let's just, let's just roll with the punches. I think we're going to – we're going to get better is, is what I'm trying to say. I don't think we can get any worse. Let's just put it that way. But I do think we're going to get better. Ed, one thing I've learned, one thing I've learned in my career, you never say it couldn't get any worse. Because <laughs> you might be, you might get knee deep in Murphy's Law before you know it, brother. But the fact is, I like what you're saying. Look, you know, you've got to understand this is the NFL. This is a big boy league. You do or you do not. Right now, they do not. They're not getting the job done in specific areas and at specific times, the most important time of the game. So they've got to make sure that they start rectifying this, and we've got to see. Because I got news for you. It's like Chuck Knoll told us in 1989 after we lost 51 nothing to the Browns and 45-10 to Cincinnati. You know, he said, there's nobody coming in from the East. All the answers to all the questions that you got are in the four walls of the locker room. What you've got to do is find out those answers within yourself. And that's really where it comes down to. It's pretty simple. Uh, the complicated part is when you try to overthink it. It's about doing or not doing. It, that's what it comes down to. You're, you're, you're correct, Walt. Let, let me just say one thing real quick. I, w- I want to tell you a quick little story, Walt. 
that 51 nothing game to Cleveland, right. I watched that game. At, she, at the time, that was my girlfriend. I, I want to say I might have been 18 years old. Yeah, I was 18 at the time. Or actually, I might have even just been 17. Uh, I'm 50. I'll be 50 next month. Uh, I watched that game at my wife. My, my, at the time, my girlfriend, her grandpa's 70th birthday party, full of Browns fans. I watched that thing. I was sitting at the bar, not <laughs> drinking. I was, it was a, a closed bar. But I was sitting at a bar drinking that, watching that game and sort of drinking ginger ale and drinking my sorrows out. I, that didn't drive me crazy. Anyway, you, you brought it up, so that's why yep. I thought about it. But anyways, my, my thing is just relax, guys. When TJ and Stefan come back next week, our defense will, will uh, make our offense better. They, that, you know, that those two things go hand in hand. And they're one, one washes the other. And I think TJ, TJ is earning his money. Let's just put it that way. Because he was playing phenomenal uh, those first six quarters he played. And that's all I really got. Just guys, relax, man. We're going to be okay. If you're telling me in week 10 that we're like three and seven, okay, we're going to be in trouble, guys. Maybe it might be time to go in a different direction. And these guys out here talking about getting uh, Cam Newton to replacement. Ben is going to be the last guy in the NFL to play for one team for his whole career. Let's enjoy that. Let's live that out, guys. There's, that's never going to happen in the NFL again. He's 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 a he's a dinosaur. So that's all I really got. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Wolf. And uh, we'll be talking. You have a appreciate you, brother. Thank you so Thanks, much. Uh, all right, Ed. And let's roll on. We got uh, Devin in Denver. I you know I was looking. Was it was it Denver in Devon? But no, <laughs> you got to get my glasses on. <laughs> Devin, how you doing, brother? Hey, good morning, fellas. Uh, just wanted to say real quick shout out to the team is not playing well right now, but the, the issue that we don't seem to be having or that we are seem to be having is if we try to turn Firemuth into a, a, you know, a super tight end, I think that would open up the run and the deep pass. I just think that we could be using Muth a whole lot more. I mean, the crowd wants to tan his name. I can hear them saying Muth, <laughs> kind of like the old heat style. So yep. I think that they should, I think the offense should uh, turn that focal point and then wait till some of these injuries lapse, and then, yes, we should relax late. All right, we dropped it, Devin. Okay, well, appreciate it so much. All right, we got it. Oh, we got to go to break. Man, the time is flying. All right, we'll be back with more. It's Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Oh, yeah. Take it easy. We got a little bit of time here, but we got about five more hours for our 24-hour morning period. 
And then you got to yeah. lock and load and get back to the work that's at hand. And there's going to be a lot of work. But, you know, we'll start it off by taking some more phone calls as we go through our morning period. All right, you got Herm in California. Herm, come ahead. You're in the locker room, buddy. Hey, thanks. Thanks for the time, guys. Um, nice to talk to you, uh, Wolf and, and Starks now, and or Max. So I appreciate your time. Um, yeah, first thing, um, I was, uh, you know, last year we started off at 11-0, and 0, and then all of a sudden, I mean, we made all these changes and nothing seemed to happen. Even in the preseason, I wasn't real impressed with uh, Najee. I mean, he didn't get a lot of reps, I know that, but, um, you know, it just it just didn't look good even in the preseason to me. Um, and then, um, you know, just I appreciate you guys. You know, you, you turn my frustration into hunger because, I mean, all these analogies you guys were using, I, <laughs> I started getting really hungry and stuff. So it kind of changed my my mindset a little bit. Um, Her, Herm, that just then, shows you have the soul of an offensive lineman, okay? Just understand <laughs> that, okay? Um, so here's another, uh, um, you know, I was listening to Stan, uh, yesterday after the game and he was talking about in the last, like, you know, three games so far, you know, just the separation from the receivers, from the D backs, man, we're, we're not getting all these, all these throws are challenged. And, you know, I'm looking at a lot of other games, you know, I don't get the Steelers games out here too much, but, you know, I, I've been looking at other games, man, there's a lot of wide receivers, like, you know, got five, six, you know, yards on, on some guys. And, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, maybe sometimes, you know, like um, since we're not able to even, you know, Ben has to actually, you know, you know, stick it in there pretty good. I mean, he, he's got, he's challenged that way as well. And um, so I think if, if, you know, I think like you guys were saying, it's a collective effort on the whole offensive, you know, team. I mean, we got to, we got to play better. Every they got to block better. They got to definitely pass better. But I mean, a lot of that, I don't think we could shoulder the blame on on uh, Ben all the time for his, you know, because I think the wide receivers got to really stick it, you know, stand up a little bit too. Herm, there's no doubt about it. Look, if you go back and watch the film, okay, again, there's people that are running free. Some of part and parcel of the offense is picking your receiver where you think you have the advantage, and you go to there. Some of that is, is poor decision-making. Some of it has to do with he gets bumped off his first couple of reads because the, the, the pass rush gets to him, and he's got to make something happen. Uh, unfortunately, there are some bad decisions that result from that, like the two interceptions. But there was also 38 other good – uh, uh, thirty, yeah, thirty-eight other good um reads that he made and got the ball to the people. So you know, I know that a lot of people are talking about the the combat catches. Well, when you get Chase Claypool and you're one on one with a single high safety and you're going to loft that ball up there and put it up to him, you know, Chase has got to win the battle, get over the top. He's got to be, he's got to yep. be able to stack his his position. Um, sometimes he yep. does it, sometimes he does. You know, I mean, it's yeah. just a process of he's a young guy still learning. The other receivers, we were without Deontay yesterday. That's not a process of – that's not a, a, a point of saying, well, look at that, because James Washington was free running down on a go route. He was, what, five, six yards ahead of the defensive guy, Eli Apple, on the one go route, and Ben overthrew him. And I don't think – you know, a lot of people are saying, well, his arm. Well, he got the arm out there enough that he overthrew James Washington. So, 
Um, you know, it's it's just not timing up well. Um, there's other yeah. instances where the pressure creates bad decision-making. And sometimes when you're not winning a lot on first downs, second downs, you're leaving yourself too much to overcome on third downs. And that's one of the things that, yeah. that, that uh, Cincinnati wasn't doing. They were getting good wins on first and second down. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, you know, there's just, um, you know, it's just frustrating. Just like, you know, I, I don't get to watch the games like you're saying, so I'm, I'm kind of looking on the computer on the game cast on ESPN. And, um, you know, you see all these – yesterday it seemed like we moved the ball really well in some areas, and then we get these penalties that just, you know, just yep. kick us in the butt, you know, and that's just like, man, we can't do that. I mean, we have to play perfect games right now. Um, especially on defense. I mean, we, I mean, we have to play lights out now. That, that's tough when you have, you know, four or five guys missing from your defense's unit, you know, no uh, question about it, brother. I appreciate you. Yeah. Hey, we got to roll hey, on her. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. Hope you come back and, and, and hit us up with some more too. That's Herman, California. All right, let's go to Jason in New Hampshire. Jason in New Hampshire. You That's know, right, I to, buddy. I wish I, would, I wish I really would have seen Tunch's face in those times that he said that because after <laughs> watching What About Bob, the look on Bob, Bill Murray's face just cracked me up. But um, So here's the thing. We always talk about how the Steelers don't rebuild or they they reload, you know. Mm-hmm. We were convinced in the offseason that we were just reloading, that it might take a little bit of time, blah, blah, blah. Let's not kid ourselves. We are in full rebuild mode right now. Injuries have made it that much worse, but it's giving this team a lot of information. It's giving them a lot of stuff to move forward with. I think that, thank God, the players aren't like a lot of fans because a lot of fans are calling for a lot of heads and saying this is ridiculous. We got to blow it up and redo it. Thank God the players still have fight in them. Um, it's hard to watch. Yes, it is. It's very hard to watch. But if you remember correctly, our offense was suffering for quite a bit after the '95 Super Bowl that we went to, and it took a six and ten season to give us a quarterback that that changed that around. It may take a rough season for us to get offensive line help to be able to help us move forward. Your, your guys' thoughts? Yeah, well, I, I will tell you my thoughts exactly, um, Jason, is, look, you know, we, we don't know the final chapter of what, for instance, this offensive line, okay? I know Absolutely. that yeah. Chooks has done some good things. I know that he's played at times very poor, okay? I remember as a young player having issues in times when – my offensive line coach sat me down after a game and said, basically, look it, you can go one of two ways. If this, start, if you go one way, how you respond to this game or this series of events that occurred, it, it may determine whether you're a two-year guy or a 12-year guy. You know what I mean? That's just the way mm-hmm. it is. The, the very nature and of the NFL is all about whether or not you can overcome adversity. And right now, they're facing adversity. We're going to find out who the fighters are, buddy. I mean, let me tell you something. You're going into Green Bay. Jace, hey, you're going into Green Bay, baby. We're going to find out who's got some real backbone and who can fight and, and, who not, and who's not, you know? And let's not forget, we made it to the Super Bowl that year starting three and four in 95 in the 95 96 season we went three and four to start the season and then we went on a tear when this team started to come together we went on a tear we made it to the super bowl who knows what this what this year will bring no question don't give up 
That's what I say. My point is, Absolutely. you know, as long as you've got fight in you, you fight. And that's what we're going to find out mm-hmm. and see who's got fight. Okay? Right on. All right, man. Right on. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you, Jason, from New Hampshire, which I just, you know, now I'm, I'm getting the groove, Max. I'm getting that. The... There, there it is. You're, you're getting a little err. <laughs> you know, you're kind of raising the octave. The neck kind of gets up a little bit. There we go. No question about it, buddy. Hey, we got Haji in Pittsburgh. Haji, you're in the locker room, buddy. How are you doing, boss? God bless both of you. Doing well. Doing very well, my friend, because you know what? It's the gift of life, and I enjoy it, you know, and I think everybody should. We watched a game that uh, we all love. We watched our favorite team that we saw disappoint us, but there's nobody more disappointed than those guys in the four walls. Trust me, you're talking to two guys who have experienced that disappointment, and it's certainly one of those things where you say, hey, it may look a little dark now, but it's going to get better, and I, I believe it will get better. You know, I have a, a prescription for anybody who is unhappy just to listen to both of you, uh, you and uh, Mark. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, uh, this morning when I wake up, I listen to you. Oh, my God. I said, I have these guys are not here. What will happen? I appreciate it. Honestly, I appreciate what you're doing. I'm from Qatar. I talked to you last time. And yes. I love to invite both of you on Arabic food called Bajbus. You will love that. What is it? Oh. Majbus, majbus, majbus. It's like meat, vegetables, and spicy and rice mix. Ooh, yes. you're speaking yes. the language of love, I'm, brother. I'm all for that, Haji. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I, I really love your show. One, one thing is, you see, it's very common sense what you're saying, but people are in hell. You see, the, se- the third game, which was yesterday, it was disappointing because they, they did not improve from the week before. That's the only thing I was not happy about it. Else, I know they will be back and will be good, inshallah. Well, no doubt yes. about it. What you're looking for is improvement, but you're also looking for the fact that young people have to step up. You know, for instance, we t- spent a lot of time looking at Jameer Jones. You know, Jameer had an opportunity. You're stepping in for a defensive pl- player of the year contestant. I mean, basically, that's yeah. what you're doing. That's no easy cool. deal. The kid went out there and, hey, he, he went after it. He played hard. Now, obviously, you're not going to have the same results. The standard is the standard, but – you understand in reality that uh, T.J. Watt is on a different level than Jameer Jones. Yeah. And the kid went out exactly. there. He played his heart out. It it was not what T.J. Watt could deliver, most likely, I would imagine. But the fact of the matter is the kid, you know, you, you saw that you got something in this young man that has made him eligible to be in a, in a starting lineup with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So good for him. Now, can he start to stack some wins uh, you know, in a row in his personal performance. I'm not talking about the score. I'm talking about can he start to build from that performance? And, Max, I think it's important that everyone remember that as the young people advance, it's about stacking good performances together that creates that confidence. Well, it does. Yeah, and then, oh, yeah. No, yeah, no, quite, definitely. Thank you, well. Haji. I, I appreciate yeah. it. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, the other I'm very happy room, to hear your voice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Blessed to hear yours. Uh, I think the other thing we have to remember is we also had Derek Tuska. Right. Derek Tuska. Who knew who he was? And he was a contributor yesterday. Yeah, he was. So when you look at, I mean, we're trying to put together a lot of different guys in this situation to be successful, but we have a high expectation for them. And I think that's where it is. Like, we saw some improvement with Najee, right? He caught the ball 14 times as, as well as he rushed it. 
And I think there is that improvement level, that dependability level that's going to him. But th- this all has to be a cyclical entire team has to uplift at the same time. We're still seeing imbalance when guys are playing well. Some guys are playing bad. We haven't gotten a baseline for this team yet. I think that's where the frustration is. You know, from one week to the next, we see flashes of different people. We haven't seen the entire unit or the entire one entire side of the ball all elevate at the same time. So that's what we're still working through. And that's why I say, you know, it's it's that feeling out period. The identity crisis phase right now for this team is that they don't have that identity because we haven't seen what their baseline is yet. And so that's what makes it so tough to judge at this point. Yes. Uh, again, thank you so much. And uh, don't forget the Majboot. <laughs> okay. Majboot, yes. Yes. Thank you yes, so I've much, Haji. Appreciate you. Thank you, brother, thank coming you, to the locker well. room. You know, Max, before we, we go to break here, one of the things you've got to acknowledge, we've got one minute here, but, you know, you're without T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Deontay Johnson, Stefan Tuit and Tyson Alu Alu. I'm sorry, but you're gonna have you're gonna have a reduction in performance, no matter how hard you try, because you simply can't eliminate those guys and say, okay, we can we can scheme for it, or the standard is the standard. Yeah, I mean, the, it's it's almost a fool's folly to expect <laughs> that things are going to go great when you have that much missing. From your team. I think of another team from a year ago, the San Francisco 49ers. Remember when they lost? It was like like a mass, you know, exodus of players with injuries in one game. I think it was the Jets game. Mm -hmm. It was the Frisco. They came came east. Oh, yeah. Literally everybody got injured on the field. Like five guys went on IR that day. Right, right. And I think that's how you have to look at, like, Injuries are a part of this game, and that attrition, you cannot affect it, but you hope that guys get valuable experience in the process. And that's what the opportunity is, is that Jameer Jones is getting quality experience. Isaiah Bugs is getting quality experience. We're, we're seeing guys learn and get opportunities in this in this moment of we consider dread or a dark cloud moment guys are going to get chances joe Hay got a shot yesterday right jc hassenauer got a shot yesterday we're building the depth and experience that you need for the long haul and guys right? guys are improving or you know they are they're they're trying to improve their performances like you said you know and it's going to experience it, you either do it or you don't do it absolutely no, you don't all right, my friend, <laughs> we got to go to break and come back with more after this. You got Wolf Starks and the Ninjas in the locker room. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.
Every form of refuge has its price, and it breaks her heart to think her love is only given to a man with hands as cold as ice. So she tells him she must go out for the evening to comfort. Fired all our bullets at that juncture. Um, in terms of some of our play selection, man, um, you know, it just wasn't a good enough play to get in there. And they had a, obviously a picket fence, if you will, because of situations just like the conversation we were having over here. They're going to allow you to probably throw and catch the ball in front of them, but you got to do some things after that. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You know, we had just one of the most interesting moments off screen that I, I got to find out because, as you know, uh, Max is back. Um, he, is, he had to step out for a moment. Seems to me that, uh, as, as people know, that Max is down in Phoenix, and I am here in Pittsburgh. But, Max, you seem to have a pesky little uh, backyard visitor, my friend. What was that? Yeah, yeah, the, the rattlesnake in the yard. Oh, a uh, rattlesnake. Uh, oh, yeah, oh only, a rattlesnake. only a rattlesnake. Just a rattlesnake. Only a western diamondback, you know, only top ten most venomous <laughs> uh, snakes in the world. Um, Did you do I, battle I, with it? No, absolutely not. Okay, good. If you want to know if you want to know what one of Max's like mortal fears is, it, it, it would be venomous snakes. I'm with you with, on that, brother. Along with hairy spiders, those, those two things. Um, I can deal with the hairy run. spider better than I can the snakes. There's something about snakes that just make my skin crawl. It's because they jump. That if the spider just did this across the floor, you know, just walked, but the hairy ones because the tarantulas can jump. That's where that's where I, I draw the line. That's why I have to disseminate. I can handle a regular spider all day. No problem. I can handle scorpions. No problem. Jumping type hairy spiders bothers me and venomous snakes. <laughs> Those are the two. And I'll tell you this. So so I did step away because my wife right. had called the fire department. So I wanted to meet them down there. Um, and, w- and when I came when I came out, the fire department already left. And they had literally had a mass casualty event. They, they apparently, they, because they couldn't get a good angle because it was on the driveway. Uh huh. They, they they smashed it with a rock. <laughs> well, so there's like blood all in the driveway. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Blood on the driveway yeah. sounds like a song. Huh? <laughs> Said blood on the driveway sound. Oh, yeah. you get you sitting there. You're getting information now about whether or not the how bad the rattlesnake went down, huh? All right. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> let me, all right, so, let me just roll on here because one of the things that Mike Tomlin told the, the players afterwards, especially the young bunch, uh, one of the things that Mike said, he said, absorb the negativity that comes with our positioning and how we perform and keep your mouth shut and resolve to do better. He said that's not only for them, the young people, but that's for all of us, players and coaches. And I think that's the best advice you can get because one of the things that has hampered this team in the past has just been, you know, the the social media guys 
need to make sure that what's in the locker room stays in the locker room. We used to have a sign on the walls, all four walls of the locker room at Three Rivers said, what you see here, what you, what you say here, what you do here, stays here when you leave here. And guys meant that absolutely. Yeah, I mean, and, and that, that's, that, that, that's the sanctity of it. That's what makes the locker room special. You know, we talk about that's the most democratic place that you can go right. as a player and where everybody gets to air their grievances. Everybody gets to settle <laughs> their issues and problems with one another. It, it's the greatest arena and forum, you know, as an athlete. And that's what I appreciate. That's what you appreciated about it. It was that you could go in there and the sanctity of the locker room was that it never left the locker room. Right. But – like you said, social media pundits and savvy guys or unsavvy guys, you know, wanted to bring people into that because, you know, we're in a society where every phone, you know, is, oh, right. oh I got to get this moment. Oh, I got to get this moment. Oh, selfie time. You know, and, and there's certain situations where that doesn't apply. And this is one of those. This is this is grown man business at this point. So conduct yourself, whether your feelings are hurt or whether you're elevated, all the same, the end product is to help this unit grow together and create a bond that's lasting because this journey is treacherous. It's oh, not it for is. the faint of heart. It's not for the weak. It is for those who can endure it. And that's what, you, that's what you're constantly testing in the locker room. You're testing the measure of that man next to you. And they're testing the measure of you to see if you stack up because you don't want any weak links. Or if you do have a weak link, let's solidify it. Rather it come from me than from the opponent across the way. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, listen, if I can't be hard on you and and you take it and use that as strength, you're going to fold when you get out there on the field. And I'm trying to prevent that from happening. Whether you think of it in the moment as such, that's what it's building. It's all character and resiliency building in that locker room. So keep it there and keep your eyes on your prize. No question about it, my friend, and that's exactly what you got to do, and that's part and parcel of this journey that every year is, that trip that you have with uh, 52 teammates going out there and and doing what you need to do, and that's going to be what happens this week. You know, you want to make sure that everything is said and stays said in the locker room and don't let uh, your business get to be other people's business because the one thing you don't want to ever have to do is to answer for somebody else. You know, be careful what you say and what you do. I love my, I remember Mike Tomlin saying um, one time to Lawrence Timmons when he was a rookie, he said, before he went to interview with some guys, he said, make sure that you under promise and over deliver. And I thought that was very, very good advice to a young buck. You know, that's, you keep your mind on your business. You don't worry about any sort of promises. You just want to over deliver on what you do. And that's exactly what I think each player needs to assess about himself as we come into this this very important week. You need to make sure that you under-promise and over-deliver when you head into Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. The only problem is I, I, I don't want you to under-promise by saying, yeah, Ben, I'm not going to give up three sacks. I'm only going to give up two. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. That's, that's where you. That, that's that, not that's helpful. Where, yeah, that's not a helpful under promise with over delivery. Yeah, that's <laughs> I beat it. But but the premise is <laughs> right. Is that you want to make sure that you go about your business and that you can be dependable. You know, I'll never forget this moment I had. Um, 
you know, it, it was it was it was it was a it was a private meeting with with a coach in an mm. interview. And I said, listen, coach, you know, if you want if you want a number one every time you go to McDonald's, you want it to be the same every time, no matter what McDonald's you go to Japan, Germany, <laughs> Milwaukee, L.A., Orlando, Pittsburgh, when you order a number one, you know what a number one is, right? That's a Big Mac meal with fries and a Coke or a soda. Uh, that's that's how I am as a player. I'm going to give you the number one every single time. It's not it's not going to be a number one and oh, we we threw some we threw some chicken nuggets in the French fry bag. No, you're <laughs> getting the same exact meal. And if and that's what I can that's all I can give you. And if you don't like the Big Mac, then I'm not the meal for you. <laughs> but this is what you can count on every single time is that I'm going to be a number one no matter where we play, whether we're in Dallas, you know, we're, we're, we're going to Arizona, we're going to Baltimore, we're going to Cleveland. I'm a number one. This is what I do every time. Now, you can go to other places. You can go to, you can go to a five guys. They don't, have, they don't have the menu numbers, right? You, if you want all those toppings on top of it, that's your choice. But I'm not that choice. But I can guarantee you consistency at this level. And that's that's what I can do, and that's my promise. So if you like it, cool. If you don't, cool as well, because this is who I am. Well, the importance is that you know you consistently are able to perform at that level, and then you increase your level of play. That's part of you know growing that yeah. the the process of growing. Again, I go back to the offensive line, and I see some things that I I, I see some of the guys. I, you know, Kendrick Green made a, an excellent block on a double team along with Kevin Dotson, you know, and they blew up one of those 350-pounders and, and moved them back, and the, and the run went off as it should. You know, now, later on, it didn't happen again. Well, these things happen, and, you you know, you've got to be able to consistently get your play better. I looked at uh, Isaiah Bugs one time, a couple times on the, uh, on the, on the outside zone, Doggone all. Isaiah Bugs flowed to the, his gap, made a great job of oh, disengaging, sp- made the hit. Split, split, yeah. split the zone. Exactly. Split the zone nicely and knife through it. But there was a time Melvin too. Ingram. Right. Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram. Yeah, too. exactly. But then there was, okay, that'd take Melvin Ingram. You know what? He had a nice pass rush. Went on a spin on the left guard. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think. Who, I can't remember who it was at that moment. He spun on the left guard and, and got to the quarterback's face. But then in coverage, you know, uh, Tyler Boyd bounced off him and went into the end zone. You know, instead of wrapping yeah. him up, you know, you got you you don't can't put a shoulder into him and expect him to you know to go down. You get, Tyler Boyd's Pittsburgh tough man, you know. So you, yeah, you know, you got uh, you know you got that ability. You got to wrap him up. So these are things that got, even veterans you got to improve yeah. and go after on a daily basis. Consistency, consistency is key, and we're trying to see where your consistency is. That's what that's what makes this so tough is that we don't have a gauge, right? There's no scale right. to measure it right now because we're so early in the season. Now, talk to us week seven. Now we have a scale. Well, we have a – Don't we, ask me in week three. We do have a scale. It's called wins and losses. Oh, but, uh, well, but you know what I'm saying. I know as what you're talking about, what, the individual. The expectation on individual players. Yeah. yeah, we have a team scale, but an individual player. We don't know what we can expect from certain guys because they just don't have the experience yet. 
Exactly so. So this is going to be an interesting weekend. As we carry on, we'll be back tomorrow in the locker room. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I know it's a tough day. We got lumped up a little bit, Max, but you know what? The fight is still there. You got to get better. You got to reload, lock and load, and do all those things that you got to do as a player to be ready and get better to go to Green Bay. Hey, hit the training room, guys. It's going to be a long week. <laughs> Icy hot and ice, baby. <laughs> there you go. And maybe get a McDonald's number one. You know what I mean? That's just, right. Just that, say it. Just, just say it. And you could supersize it, right? You could, that's there's right. Still, there's still elevation within the number one. You could supersize it. You could add a hot apple pie at the end. Oh, okay. I like that. No cherry for me. All right. Thanks okay, so cheer. much, Pittsburgh. From Max and I, I appreciate you so much. We will see you tomorrow, God willing. Uh, you've been listening in the locker room with Wolf, Starks, and the Ninjas, ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.